Hello, my name is Will McCarris, and for the next half hour, this is the Pilgrim's Pod. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and welcome to the program where we aim to provide a little pod of spiritual beans to the weary Christian. Well, our band leader here at the Pilgrim's Pod is Paul Enns. So far, we've only heard Paul sing and play his guitar, but this time I thought we'd have a chat to him as well. I've also asked him if he could sing for us a song that he's written, and so that'll be coming up for you later on in the program. Also in this episode, we'll hear a story from a listener. First, though, here's the old song Red Wing with some new words about Mary Magdalene. And perhaps I should say that one of the words in this song is propitiation, uh, which is a word that is sometimes used for how Jesus takes away the wrath of the Lord. Once was a Jewish maid, a fair little Jewish maid. She'd sing away at work and plays in the yard. She'd while away the day. She loved a warrior bold, a son of God of old. But then one day he joined the fray on a hill not far away. Oh, the Lord shines tonight on Mary Magdalene. For though she's crying at Jesus dying, a fine propitiation he is making to be a taking her sins away. Driving 
ways away Thank you, thank you. So that was the old tune Red Wing with new words about Mary Magdalene. Well, let's have a chat to our band leader Paul Enns now and I thought we could start with some questions which only require a yes or no answer. And so please welcome Paul to the microphone now. Thank you. Hello, Paul. Hello, Will. <laughs> so, Paul, were you born in Canada in the 1970s? Yes. Have you lived for more than three years in the following places? Steinbach? Yes. Winnipeg? Yes. Vancouver? Yes. And London? Yes. <laughs> Did you once marry your seventh cousin? Yes. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> do I have to still answer yes or no? No, no, give us, give us a full answer now. Yep. Kind of the... Uh, the community that we were both connected to, yeah, all of us kind of, our ancestors emigrated from southern Russia. And so all of us kind of from that particular area of the world in this community are sixth to eighth cousins somewhere around there. So we only found that out long after we were already married. So. Oh, right. <laughs> and for yes. someone like me, I come from a huge family anyway, so, you know, all of my first cousins, hard enough time keeping track of them sure much, sure, sure, much sure. less second yeah. or third or you know yeah. keeping on going so yeah, yeah. and uh, did this uh, sort of ethnic group did it sort of have a I understand it had a bit of a religious flavor is that right to do with the yeah it was a group called um, well my particular denomination was called the Mennonite brethren as well as being a particular type of um, expression I should say of Christianity it, there was an definitely an ethnic component as well. Sure. So I think a lot of people when they think when they hear Mennonites might think of the Amish. Mm. Is there any it's similarity there? It's true that there? lots of people would think that. Is there yes. any similarity um, there? There are probably a few interesting historical links. So there are some links with certain Mennonite groups but a lot of different groups kind of held that name. Would Mennonites <coughs> sort of have horse-drawn buggies and you can That's find sort of, sort of that old-fashioned lifestyle. You can find Mennonite groups that do. Sure. Um, often in Canada, they're called Old Order Mennonites. Oh right. And yeah. But were you a New Order Mennonite? <laughs> would you say? If you will, yes. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. I think people I might don't also. Look Amish, do I? Uh, no. Yeah. I understand. Uh, uh, so you've been a Christian for uh, about um, twenty years. Did you tell yeah, me? Yeah, I would say. Bit longer. Committed Christian for about 25 years, yeah. Yep. Though I understand when you were a child, you had a near-death experience. <laughs> Is that right? I didn't, but I thought I did. Right. I thought I was. <laughs> um, I was very young. I was about four years old. I was in this little town called Steinbeck. And my grandfather had just died. And someone had told me that he died from getting a bug. He was in the hospital and he got a bug. Now, no one explained to me that, well, he was 90 years old. So when you're 90 years old and in the hospital and you get ill um, with a bug, that's kind of a thing. And, th <laughs> and then I got sick and someone said, oh, he has just got a bug. And in my four-year-old mind, that meant, well, I guess I'm going to die. Oh, no. Oh, yes. no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it is a very tragic story, yes. Yeah. Paul uh, he has written a song uh, of a Christian flavour. I understand that there's a bit of biblical imagery in there. Is that yeah, right? um, a not very obvious reference to the prodigal son story out of um, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15. Sure, so where the, the son returns to his father and then returns to his father, yeah. Paul, he's going to play that song for us. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Fathered mind me coming round. Thank you. 
Well, thank you, Paul. Uh, so that was Paul ends with a song he's written based on Jesus' parable of the prodigal son. And of course, Jesus also tells us what happens when the son does return home. He's joyfully welcomed by his father who puts on a big feast to celebrate. Well, you're listening to The Pilgrim's Pod and you're with me, your host, Will McCarris. And I'll sing another song for you now. And this will actually be about another feast that Jesus mentions. Uh, This is a song that I've imagined might have been sung by a man who one day decides that he wants to go to Holy Communion more often. An elderly gentleman, Billy, was sad The church he attended each week only had Its Holy Communion once a year So when he heard of another near That offered it every noon Monday He picked up the phone to his son and did say If you and your vehicle are able to Here's something you might want to do Take me out to communion Take me out with the crowd In Luke 22 verse 19 and 20 The Lord said do it in remembrance of me So until he choose with his home team In our happy reunion Let us eat and drink the bread and the wine in communion. Old Billy Kelly was sure a saint. He worshipped in church without whinging complaint. If something was wrong, he would try to get along. He was good, more or less, he was strong. And so for his Sundays he would not search To locate a more eucharistical church But now he decided to supplement A little more old sacrament So he said, take me out to communion Take me out with the crowd In Luke 22, verse 19 and 20, the Lord said, do it in remembrance of me. So until he choose with his home team in our happy reunion, let us eat and drink the bread and the wine in communion. Eat and drink the bread and the wine in communion. Thank you, thank you. So that was the old American baseball song, Take Me to the Ball Game, with new words about Holy Communion. Well, in this part of the Pilgrim's Pod, we like to hear a story from a listener which might illustrate something from the Bible. Uh, Previously, we've heard a story from a listener called Gary, and he has another story for us, this time one that might actually illustrate the gospel itself. I think we have Gary on the line now. Is that right, Gary? Yes, that's right. (laughs) <laughs> and where are you calling from, Gary? I'm phoning from Newcastle. Ah, terrific. And uh, tell us a story that illustrates the gospel in some way. Well, my story is actually about squirrels. <laughs> oh, really? I was doing some reading on, um, on squirrels in general, 
okay. and reading about the red squirrel, which is basically now extinct in the UK. <laughs> really? Oh. Um, I've heard that they were extinct in the south of England, but not in the north. Is that right? Well, apart from the Isle of Wight, they're extinct in the south of England, but the north, there are a few, okay. but not many. <laughs> okay. And how did that come about? Well, because in the 1870s, right. the grey squirrel was introduced, which okay. got rid of all of the, the red ones. Oh, okay. They fought them out, pushed them to the borders. They had to find safe haven in the Isle of Wight. Well, I don't... And in the north. And in the north. They were pushed to the north and to the south. Yes, okay. So up in the north, you have you ever seen a red squirrel? No, I've not. <laughs> okay. Even though that... there are a few areas where you could see them. Sure, okay. What, how, tell us a story that illustrates the gospel in some way. Well, I happen to be down in, in London in the south. Oh, yes. I'd had to, I had a meeting or something, but okay. I had to go down and at lunch, I thought I'd go into sit in one of the parks. Oh, yes. And so I went into Regent's Park. Oh, yes. But then I saw one of these grey squirrels. Okay. I was, I was full of rage, <laughs> anger, this squirrel, animosity. This little squirrel with the fluffy tail. Exactly. Okay. He was prancing about like he was, you know, done nothing wrong. And I thought, <laughs> I know you. Okay. Don't try and pull that on me. Okay. I know all about you and your type and the way that you've treated the red squirrels. Okay. Right, so that... I suppose that's a, a good picture of, of God's wrath, yeah? Well, I suppose you could say that, yes. But, but I did, I mean, there was a moment where the rage subsided. Right. My why was that? Why was anger that? relented for a moment. Why was that? Well, because I looked at the grey squirrel and I thought, but he wasn't even born. <laughs> the, he wasn't, he was barely a twinkle in Nutkin's eye. In fact, sorry, Nutkin was actually a red squirrel. You not not know that from Enid Blyton, but um, sure. was it Enid Blyton? That's right, it was. Was he a grey squirrel? Don't you mean? Beatrix I didn't Potter. tell you the truth. You mean Beatrix Potter? Beatrix Potter. That's who I mean. Enid Blyton. <laughs> In the faraway tree, I don't know. They might have had squirrels in there. But if it was the 1950s, then they probably wouldn't. I mean, you can see why I got confused, because... Yes, I mean, yes. They're, they're both female children's writers from sure, England. Sure. And they were contemporaries, you know, actually. Sure. The, but the point is that this squirrel wasn't born when the grey squirrels drove out the red squirrels. Well... Yes, that's my point, basically. Okay, so that's why your anger relented. Well, I did, because for a moment I saw him as an individual. Oh, yes. Rather than as being part of the whole, you know, right. squirrel population. Right. And genus. And, and yes, <laughs> yes. And so I think you're about to say that that's quite similar to how God's wrath is on all of humanity... Because of the sin well, of Adam? Is because that... of the sins of the fathers are passed down <laughs> through the generations. Right. Yes. I mean, that is a strong biblical principle. Yes. <laughs> and yes. yes, that's and, true. I mean, in many ways, you could ask yourself, well, that 
that squirrel wasn't born. Yeah. But where did all his genetic material come from? <laughs> sure. Came from his parents and came from their parents. Yes. And so he yes. was in the body of his ancestor <laughs> yes. when the red That's squirrel true. atrocities took place. Yes. So, so you remained angry with the squirrel, I'm guessing. Well, I, after a while, I just thought, it's only a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good picture of, of how God's wrath is on all of humanity. I think so, because, as you say, the sin of Adam is passed down through the generations. Right. Well, that's a, that's a great picture of, of, of that part of the gospel. Um, thank you, Gary. That's, that's very helpful. It's a pleasure to be on with you. <laughs> Please call again I'd sometime. better go and make sure I know the difference between me <laughs> In a female English... <laughs> Yes, children's authors. Yes, you had better. And um, also, why not have a look at some of the red squirrels up there while you still can? I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, thank you, Gary. Goodbye. Well, obviously, uh, that story doesn't teach us uh, the whole gospel, uh, but actually we have a song now for you that does. This is the old hymn, Up From The Grave He Arose. And this is all about the one man who has undone the damage that was caused by the one man, Adam. And Paul Enns is going to sing this one for us as well. So my thanks to Paul and to the rest of the band, to Michael Andrews, Daniel Woolley, Phil Wayne, John Bergdahl, Graham Bergdahl and Sam Folds. Thank you also to our sound engineers Chris Ferguson and Samuel Hill and to Nate Morgan Locke for his help with this episode too. My name's Will McCarris. This has been The Pilgrim's Pod. Goodbye. Low in the grave he lay Jesus my Saviour Waiting the coming day Jesus my Lord Up from the grave he arose With a mighty triumph for his foes He arose a victor from the dark domain and he lives forever with his saints to reign he arose he arose hallelujah christ arose vainly they watch his bed jesus my savior Vainly they seal the dead, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose, with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. 
with his praise Jesus my Savior he tore the bars away Jesus my Lord up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes he arose a victor from the dark domain and he lives forever with his saints to reign he arose he arose hallelujah christ arose he arose been listening to the Pilgrim's Pod. If you've been liking our peas and our beans, please head to our website pilgrimspod.org where you can watch a couple of music videos that we've made. We've also made an album of most of the Bible songs that I sing on the program with narration in between to make for an overview of the whole Bible story. So please head to pilgrimspod.org if you're keen to hear that and please do listen here again next time too.